Hey there, it's Jason. Welcome to the Jason Wright Show, where the mission is very simple. It is to improve always in all ways. Look, I am on a mission to create the absolute best version of myself. And through the Jason Wright Show, I let you know everything I'm doing to make that happen. I interview incredible, remarkable, brilliant individuals from all different walks of life. And I also try to bring you tools, tactics, and protocols that will help you in your own personal mission to improve always in always. Now, let's get started. Hey folks, Jason Wright here, the most positive guy on the interwebs and the host of The Jason Wright Show. And today I want to talk about identity-based habits. I've been really kind of on this kick for a little bit right now about identity-based habits and looking at what uber-successful people do. They We see the fruits of their labor, right? If they're an athlete, an actor, a CEO, a musician, we get to see kind of the proverbial uh, 10, 20-year overnight success. And one of the things that I have learned in my life, uh, both from a point of frustration, I've been frustrated because no one came around and just noticed how great I was at times. I used to think that surely someone somewhere will show up and realize just how wonderful Jason Wright is and give me my big break, my big opportunity. Never happened. And the reason why is because there's no one sitting out there going, you know what? I've got my own kids to feed. I've got my own career to manage. I've got my own ambitions. I've got my own wife and, or husband that I want to take care of and love the way I'm supposed to. I've got all these things that I want to do. And by the way, I really need to make sure that Jason Wright is successful. I really need to make sure that Jason is doing well. Now, that person is not out there. And so eventually what I had to do was realize that, first of all, if your life is not yielding, Jason, this is me talking to myself, if your life is not yielding the results that you hope for, if it's not yielding the things that you think you deserve, then it's not because the world just isn't noticing. It's because you are not doing the things that make people notice. And so I really started focusing on the identity that I wanted to assume. What did real success look like for me? And that's what led to the Vitruvian Project, which was perfect proportion, trying to improve always and always, not just being one-dimensional, being successful in what I, what I eat, my health, what I think, my, my mental health, my mental control. That's where if you've listened to the show at any time for any length of time, you know that I often quote Zeno, the father of Stoic philosophy, when he said, he who conquers his mind conquers the world. We all have a world and our body is a universe that we have control over. We get to be the governor, the mayor, the president of that universe that is between our ears and that is our entire body. So I really started focusing on how do I control this to the best of my ability? How do I be a better thinker? I study the works of like Viktor Frankl, who, who uttered one of my favorite quotes ever, between action and reaction is space. And when I heard this, as simple as that is, I started to really process what it would mean if I could not just react, especially in a world that we live in right now where there's just a lot of tension, a lot of disagreement, a lot of uh, fighting and whatever. If I could control my space between someone else's action and my reaction, 
how much better would my life be? Relationships. I want to really hone in on relate, be, being really good at relationships, be a good, caring, dependable friend, be the greatest husband I could possibly be, be the greatest father that I could possibly be to my two daughters. And so what I realized is that to establish myself as this improve always and always guy, I had to start focusing not just on the outcomes, not just on you seeing me as this overnight success or somebody that you looked at and goes, oh, wow, that guy's really got it together. But instead, focusing on the inputs that could lead to you noticing what I'm doing. Now, I'm not, I don't want you to take that the wrong way. I wasn't doing it just so that people would notice me. I don't, I don't care anything about fame or anything like that. That's not what I'm into. I'm truly into being the absolute best version of myself that I can possibly be. So therefore, I had to set some standards for myself as the identity that I wanted to possess and hold and project into the world. It's one of the reasons why I just started this week. I declared myself the most positive guy on the interwebs. That's what I am. You will only come here and get positivity. That's it. So you know what you're in for. You never have to worry about it. You're going to hopefully leave this show, this video, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to this podcast, my hope is that you will leave here feeling a little bit better, a little more encouraged, and hopefully have some tools and tactics to take with you to be the best version of yourself, however you identify that. Whatever that identity that you want to assume is, I hope that I will give you some tips and tricks tricks. That sounds stupid. Just some 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 strategies. That sounds a little more, I, I like that better. Strategies to develop that ID that you want to assume. Well, there's one particular actor that frankly, I think just might have saved Hollywood after the pandemic. And that is one, it's an actor that we've all heard of. We all know. I mean, I don't care where you go in the world. If anyone has ever watched a movie, they know this guy, they know Tom Cruise. Now, I get it. A lot of people, Tom Cruise, whenever they hear his name uttered, they think a lot of different things. They think risky business. They think Scientology. They think Maverick. They think kind of just odd guy. And granted, Tom Cruise is an odd duck. But the identity that he has developed for himself is someone who is uber, uber disciplined, focused. He is someone who gets the job done. He is someone that is not afraid. If you listen to or watch any of his videos or interviews or people that have worked with him on a movie set, they say that Tom Cruise knows what's going on in every single facet of a film. And it began with his, I think it was Taps. Great film. I mean, great character. Timothy Hutton. Timothy Hutton won an Academy Award for that. Uh, Sean Penn, Tom Cruise, just a great movie. It's my brother, Craig, and I, we used to watch Taps uh, late at night, and then we would get up, and we would pretend like we were at a military school, and we were under attack, and we would have to defend the, the school or something like that. We, we, we loved Taps growing up. So anyway, flashback to the 80s. It was on that movie, which I think it was either that or all the right movies, but I'm pretty sure it was Taps that was actually Tom Cruise's very first film. He's really young. I think he was maybe 16 years old. And if you go back and listen to him talk about that experience, while all the other guys, these great young actors that would go on to do amazing things were doing their job, they were acting, they were learning their lines, Tom Cruise became a student on that set. Tom Cruise decided at a very early age that he wanted to be a filmmaker. He wanted to act, yes, but he wanted to understand the craft 
of filmmaking. That's how he identified himself as someone who is true to the art. And he, he, he knew because he didn't have money, he didn't come from money. The only way that he could do it is to learn it better than anyone else, that he could be the most successful actor by being first a student of acting. That's how he would gain that ID as an incredible actor. Well, I don't think anyone could argue, whether you like Tom Cruise or not, he is definitely that. I mean, he's known for doing his own stunts. The guy takes care of himself. I just... In spite of all the kind of, I understand, unusualness that is Tom Cruise, which, by the way, who reaches success like Tom Cruise has had without being a little unusual? The one thing the guy has, he has identified himself as someone who is willing to to get to the identity as probably the premier celebrity actor, entertainer in the world. I mean, I really, who, who ranks higher? I mean, you might say, George Clooney, uh, Brad Pitt, but they're not Tom Cruise. I mean, Tom Cruise at this point is in a league all of his own. And I think that it's hard to argue that the reason why is because he has put in the work. He has exercised the habits of a uber successful, self-disciplined human being to get to where he is. So I thought I would just share with you an interview that I found that kind of gives you some insight into who Tom Cruise is and how he approaches his work and kind of how his mindset has worked all through these years. And it it's just, to me, it lets you know why Tom Cruise is the Tom Cruise that we know. So let's go here to this video and let's hear from Tom himself on why he has become who we know today. I... I really enjoy working hard. I'm someone, I work seven days a week. I don't, you know, I, this, being on a movie set is a holiday for me. I rarely take vacations um, in my whole life. You know, I'll take time, but it's, but every day I'm usually studying a movies or working on movies or studying something. I like to learn. That's really what I think life is about. It's about learning new things. It's about challenging yourself. It's about always never just sitting back and taking anything for granted and, and, and enjoying life. And so it's, it's afforded me an incredible, an incredible life. You know, I, where the places that I grew up, I, I didn't grow up with money. I didn't grow up with anything. I basically did it all myself. I didn't have money to go to acting school. I, so I never went to acting school. I just studied films and started making movies. And I learned on movie sets. And I, but I would, what I would do is I would go to every single department, the first film that I really got on, which was Taps, I went to every single department and I studied every part of the movie. I went to the camera department, I studied lenses, lighting, you know, I was working with a great cinematographer, Owen Roisman, I studied what producers do, what writers do, what wardrobe does, what the stunt department does, props, sound, I studied every aspect of films and that's what I, I kept doing, I kept challenging myself. I think that there's so much insight there from Tom Cruise because here's the thing. There's one thing that he says that uh, I found really interesting for sure is that he only says one time, enjoy life. Now, I do think it's incredibly important to enjoy life. I think that we need to seek out a life of joy. But the thing is, everything that Tom Cruise talks about as to 
how he has enjoyed life and getting the things he wanted out of life was hard work, showing up, learning every department of a film, learning the, the, the work, the details of what goes into making a great film. And here's the beautiful thing. Here's my encouragement. If, if, if any of you out there or wanted to be a content creator, or you want to do something creative, and you're, you, I mean, look at Tom Cruise back in the day, we're talking about the early 80s, and he's learning how to DIY it as a filmmaker and a would-be star. We have more opportunities these days to do cool things, like, for example, if you want to be a podcaster, let me tell you, if I can be a podcaster, anyone can be a podcaster, okay? I am not a technical dude at all. And I, and granted, my audio sometimes stinks. My video sometimes stinks. And the critics will probably put in the comments, yeah, you really do suck, dude. But you know what? I'm a lot better today than I was yesterday. And it's by continuing to put in the work and study, watch the videos, ask questions, go find people that are willing to share the craft with me that allow me to figure out how to get better and better and better at this so that I can hone my craft. And you have that opportunity too. I don't care what it is. I don't care what you want to do, but you got to put in the work. You got to start doing the things that incredibly successful people do to find success yourself. And it's like this with every, I mean, Denzel Washington has some great videos also about, about his work ethic and his mindset. And all of them, it's not, how can I just get your attention? That's the key, I think. I think so many people, and it, I think the sad thing is that it's worked these days. I mean, we, we've seen too many people get attention, but look at most of them. Most of the people that you look at and you know their names, you know who they are, you know what they do. And you can guess, as according to the world's economy, say they are very successful. You would probably be able to say that they are, they've reached the success, but would you say they put in the work, the work have, and do you want that identity? Do you want to be like so many people these days and just be famous for being famous, but you can't say why? Yeah. And how did they get the attention? Most of the people that are famous for being famous, do you admire them as a person or do you just admire the success that the world has hoisted upon them? Is it because they were able to start an argument and piss people off better than anybody else? So they, they got a nationally syndicated radio show. They got, they're crushing it with a podcast because they know how to really rile their audience up on the left or the right. Is that what you want? Is your identity? Do you want to walk down the street and have 50% of the country want to throw something at you? Some of them want to celebrate you, but the other half, are you someone who wants to, you know, be a, be, I mean, first of all, you simply cannot be something that's really worthwhile without exercising these identity-based habits. You can get some attention, but you got to decide what kind of attention you want to get. Look, the reason why Tom Cruise has the staying power, the reason why he is absolutely not a flash in the pan he put in his work. And look, I know actors and actresses, they get a bad rap because once they get to a celebrity status, which by the way, if you notice, you really don't hear much about Tom Cruise's politics. You know who else's politics you don't hear a lot about? Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, who, by the way, if ever, I mean, that guy, talk about identity-based habits. That's what method acting is. Daniel Day-Lewis, whenever he takes on a role, one of my favorite actors of all time. Man, I love that guy. He is a method actor, which is which means that the entire time he's filming, he assumes the character that he's portraying 
at all times, 24-7. He assumes that identity by doing the things that he believes that person would have done, even when the camera is not rolling. And as a result, he plays Abraham Lincoln better than anyone has ever played Abraham Lincoln. He plays, uh, uh, what was his, uh, Plainview. Uh, Daniel Plainview, was it Daniel? Uh, I think that's right. I think it's Daniel Plainview in There Will Be Blood, one of my favorite characters ever. He plays that character by assuming and acting and doing the things that he believes that Plainview would have done to really absorb that character. And then what's left on film is an identity that has nothing to do with Daniel Day-Lewis. The only thing we see is the identity of these characters because he has he has done the things that he believes these people would have done even when the cameras aren't rolling. And that's what Tom Cruise does. That's why he's become so successful. Even when the cameras aren't rolling, he's going and asking the producers, what do I do? Lyndon Bain Johnson, LBJ, called the master of the Senate, Based on, that's the, the name he was given uh, for the incredible biography that was done about him, two-part, bi- I think it was two or three-part biography. And one of the things that LBJ did to become, to, to gain his political prowess, to gain his, I hate the word prowess, and I use it all the time, but I only use that word when I'm on a podcast. Why do I come up with words like prowess that I never use unless I'm in front of this microphone? So, God, it's annoying. I don't know why I do that. So, to gain his political understanding and his maneuvering and his tactics, what he did is he went and he sat at the feet of the Senate parliamentarian because the parliamentarian knows all the rules of the Senate. They know all the ways to manipulate and master votes and rules and, and time and who can do what, who can say what, who can, you know when something can come up for a vote, when it can't come up for a vote. LBJ knew this better than anyone. So he didn't do the flat. He didn't go out and give speeches, throwing bombs, getting attention like so many politicians do today. No, instead, he started doing the things that no one else would do, that no one else was doing, even though no one was looking. And as a result, he figured out how to master the Senate better than anyone else. So I'm really hung up on this because I've really this week, I'm really laser focused on identity-based habits. I mean, I, I, I just, th- there's such a power to it. And here's something you got to know. Here's why I think they're so powerful. Actions lead before feelings. Feelings follow action. So let's say that you're someone who doesn't want to exercise. You don't want to learn the foreign language. You don't want to learn to play the guitar. You don't feel like, you don't feel like you love your spouse anymore. Put in the actions that look like someone who adores his spouse, her spouse. Do the actions and it's amazing. Feelings follow action. So when you start to act out the identity that you want to assume, when you start, when you put this in motion, the actions, then all of a sudden, this feeling will come about. You will start to feel what it feels like to be the person you want to be. And that will draw you to continue in the actions. 
You following me? This where 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 focus goes, energy flows. So if you can focus on the identity that you want to be, the if you can focus on it by doing the actions and by telling yourself, I'm going to put in these actions, I'm going to put in these reps, even when no one's looking, then eventually that's the identity you will assume. And whenever you show up in character, like Daniel Day Lewis, when you show up in character, in the ID that you are wanting to assume, then guess what? Then you'll get noticed. Then you will no longer be Jason Wright, just hoping someone comes along and notices how great you are because you will start to be the person that you wanted. Now, they may not always need you. You may not add value at the time, but eventually, if you do it long enough, Dave Grohl once said, founder of the Foo Fighters, he said, if you do something good enough for long enough, someone's going to finally notice. Uh, there's a great book by Cal Newport. I think it's Cal Newport that wrote, uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You. And it's based on a quote by Steve Martin. And if you have never read the book Born Standing Up by Steve Martin, you may think you're reading, uh, if, you, if, you, if you haven't read it, I mean, you've thought about reading it, and I recommend everyone within my earshot read this book. You might pick it up thinking, oh, cool. I want to learn how Steve Martin became Steve Martin. What you're going to find is a guy who very early in his career assumed the identity of a world-class entertainer and then was willing to put in all the work that it takes to assume and own that identity. It's so good. And one time, a comedian after Steve Martin had uh, become the Steve Martin that we all know, a Texan, by the way. Steve Martin was born in El Paso, Texas. Very, El Paso or Waco? He was born in Texas. That's all that matters. Um, someone came up to him and said, what advice would you have for me? And he said, be so good they cannot ignore you. He didn't say, make such a ruckus they can't ignore you. Be so loud they can't ignore you. He didn't say, be so controversial. Piss them off so bad they can't ignore you. He said, be so good they can't ignore you. And to be good to be respected, to master a craft. You got to do the hard work. You got to do the things that whomever you hold as your muse, your hero, your role model, to assume an identity and to reach an identity that's anywhere close to that, that's shaped by that, you have to do the work. I'll leave you with this. The Bible says, Faith without works is dead. You can't just have faith that one day you will evolve into greatness, however you measure that. And by the way, you should be the one that determines that measurement. The market might not agree with you. Understand that. What you think is great, the market may not think is great, but that's okay. You determine your greatness. But let me tell you something. Faith just hoping 
It's not enough. You got to put the identity out there. Got to have faith that that's the right identity. But you got to do the work. Otherwise, that identity, it's just dead. It's just a figment of your imagination. So I get it. This is between my posts, yesterday's podcast. I think there's like three messages out there in a row uh, of this idea of identity-based habits. But I just, I, I can't express enough the power it's had in my life and watching others. It's like, man, if you want greatness, if you want to do cool things in this world, and why wouldn't you? We only get to do this once. Why not do it at the highest level we possibly can? Finding purpose, finding meaning, experiencing love, being able to get knocked down, drugged through the valley, and the whole time you're being drugged through, asking yourself, all right, I'm here. This sucks. It hurts. I'm crying. I'm out of breath. This sucks. But what can I learn from this? How, how can I leverage this? Everything, everything that happens to you in life becomes a point of leverage. How do I leverage this? How will I use this later? I've gotten to the point where I remember one time I was driving through um, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Engine blows up in my car. That sucked. It's burning hot. It's July 4th. Nobody's open. I've got Rylan and Abby with me, just the three of us, headed down to Destin for our annual uh, beach trip. Engine blows up. And I remember, thank God, I was listening to The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. <laughs> while we were on our way down there. So I had stoicism fresh on my mind. But I remember I said something to the girls and I thought at the time too, I was like, and this is kind of what's happened every time I find myself in one of these just horrible, horrible circumstances is this can make a great story one day. This will eventually just be a story. No matter how bad it is, eventually this will just be a story that we'll tell people. And some of those stories are tragic. I get it. I get it. I'm not making, and I've got some of those, but it's still a story. It's a teaching moment. It's a learning moment. So have that attitude that you're assuming this identity and every single thing that happens to you in this life, the good, the bad, the, just the kind of the days that you're like, what was that day even meaningful? What happened? It was just blah. They all, should you choose, they can all play a role in the person that you are becoming the identity that you've decided, that's who I am. Own it, put in the work, do the actions, and never, ever, ever stop improving. Always and always. I'm Jason, the most positive guy on the interwebs. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for those of you who are watching on YouTube. Please don't forget to, if this message was good, if it resonated somewhere, if there's one little nugget that I had that, that resonated, please share this. Please, I'm asking you, please share. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. I am on a mission to get more positivity, more good things out into the world that will help people realize we all have reason to hope. We all have talents that the world needs to see, that needs to benefit from, and we all have a purpose. You just have to find it. So please share this message far and wide. Like and subscribe. I'm Jason, and I'm out. Hey, 
Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. It means more to me than you can possibly imagine. And if you enjoyed it, please consider going out to Apple and leaving us a five-star rating. That would mean the world to me. Also, follow me on Insta at Jason right now. And don't forget, download the Vitruvian Lab app. I mean it. I want to be your personal peak performance trainer. I want to help you improve always and always. Lastly, check out my newsletter, The Vitruvian Letter. You can subscribe at jasonrightnow.com. And until we meet again, please continue to endeavor to improve always in always. I'm out. <laughs>